0: This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Rinaldi. For more information, go to glorycitychurch.com.au. I love getting together as family on on Sundays, and uh, it's one of my favourite favorite times because there's so much joy there's so much love and we've been praying right from the very beginning when we started this church I think it was six seven years ago and um that by this should all will all men know that we are his disciples that we love one another and that's my heart desire that as a as a body we'd be known for our love for each other that we'd be known for what uh for an atmosphere and a culture of loving God and loving people. Hallelujah. And you do it so well. So it makes my heart happy. I am, Tom and I are leaving tomorrow morning for Israel. Hallelujah. So I'm excited for that. Yay. See, I love our church too because it's a celebration, a culture of celebration. I love it. And I, I feel so encouraged. I will be away one Sunday. One Sunday. So, but people go, yo. You're away. Um, one Sunday, and um, but we—I'll be there. I th- think in Israel for about ten days, seven days, ten days, and um, we're doing an interview with. I'm doing an interview with Sid Roth over there, and some meetings. It's going to be fun, hallelujah, and uh, that's going to be seen probably by about seven million people, which is good, hallelujah. And, you know, I just celebrate what the Lord is doing. It goes on Discovery Channel, which is watched by people who have no knowledge of Jesus, no knowledge of the gospel, and I get to tell them, hallelujah, because um, I believe that God is looking for us to get the word out as far and wide as we can, hallelujah, for his glory. And uh, it's, yeah, it's so, so wonderful to see what the Lord is doing. And we celebrate. We celebrate what God's doing with Glory City TV and the favor that he's giving us with that. And I want to just honor our live stream team too because they've been doing a wonderful job. Well done, all the volunteers. We so, so appreciate you. And all that's been happening, Friday night we had a lot of fun. A lot of miracles happened. And I see my brother, you were were healed the other night. And, ah, wonderful. How are you feeling today? Yay, wonderful. Praise God just just glorious. Hallelujah. Are you happy? Yeah. Yay, so am I. Because <sighs> in his presence there's fullness of joy, or if you read other translations, absolute joy, which means there's no room for anything but joy. Ah, that's actually available to us every time we come to worship, which is such an exciting thought i'm just going to um read a little to with you uh from first corinthians chapter 13 the wedding chapter that everybody probably knows from going to weddings first corinthians chapter 13 if you've got your bibles now's the time to open them hallelujah first corinthians 13 Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I've become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. It's one of the most famous passages in scripture most of us would be able to quote it but you know i believe god is wanting us to be careful never to become over familiar with scripture so that we miss the living life giving word that he wants to breathe on us i began to share a little bit on this on friday and i wanted to continue today you know the bible says that god is love love is a person hallelujah and it says here, you can, you can prophesy incredibly, you can understand all mysteries, you can ha- have all knowledge, which is, you can have incredible revelation, you can have your doctrine all right, all in a row, all your theology perfect, you can have revelation, you can have had a supernatural encounter with God that has transformed your life as you've found the truth, you've known the truth, and the truth has made you free. But if you don't continue to recognize that without God, who is love, you've got nothing, then you're in trouble. In fact, the enemy's desire is to continually try to distract you because he is terrified of people whose eyes are fixed on him. Now, the Psalms say those who look to him are radiance And their faces are never covered with shame That's a good place to be ah, In his presence there's Fullness of joy Ah! Terrifying for the enemy Because what happens when you are Radiant Is you are shining The light of the world Christ in you The hope of glory gets seen By everyone around you You reflect what you behold Ah so the enemy comes and he tries to distract you. He brings all sorts of dramas. Anybody, you know, have any drama in, this world, in their world this week? Drama. He loves to draw you into drama. Come and be involved in a drama. Think about it. Get in the drama. I love the word that Pastor James brought tonight about the, the, the anchoring in peace. You know, be careful when there's drama going on in your world not to let it take your focus. Because if you, let, if you let it take your focus, you let it take the radiant, shining glory. You let it take the joy, the peace that passes understanding. And you rob not only yourself, but the whole world around you. Because you've been given as a gift. Hallelujah. To everyone you meet. So the enemy's purpose in trying to distract you and getting you to buy into the drama of whatever circumstance may be going on is, is designed to shut down the influence of Christ in the earth. So the, the Bible tells us in Colossians, fix your minds on things above. Set your mind. Be deliberate. It's actually something. We are in a war. We are continually engaged in battle, but we wage war from a position of rest. Hallelujah. But we don't be ignorant about the enemy's devices. We need to be vigilant. We need to be aware, okay, this is designed to try and get my attention, to fill my emotion, to take my uh, focus and my gaze and be aware to go, no, no not going there, devil. You do what you need to do and then you stop and you say, Lord, I'm fixing my eyes on you. You are my hope and my joy. I set my mind on things above, things that are pure and lovely and of a good report, like it says in Philippians chapter four, because those who have their minds set on Christ have life and peace. And the dramas that are going on around you they don't need your involvement. They need the Prince of Peace. And the Prince of Peace, he wants to to give everything that you need. It's all available to us, but we're talking here about if you haven't got love, if you've got revelation, and if you've got all sorts of things and you haven't got love, you've got nothing. Well, I look at that on, on many different levels and realize that if, if, I, if I just from, say, from today on, I went, okay, well, I've had incredible encounters with God. I've had some amazing revelation that set me free. And I go to just do what I do in my own strength. Pretty soon, I'll become like a clanging gong. Pretty soon, it's going to get Ordinary. It's not going to be shining and glorious because the moment we step into our own strength, the moment that we forget that everything we have is done in the one who is love is the moment that we start to run dry. God's heart desire is to fill us up to overflowing with all the fullness of God, right? Ephesians 3. That means you've got to continually receive it. Continually drink in and receive it and enjoy it. And um, we have the magnificent freedom of, of being able to boldly approach the throne of grace. So the enemy, he is terrified of you worshiping God because you're engaging with love. The one that is the source of your strength, the source of power, the source of knowledge, the source of revelation. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so when we are engaging in worship, we're engaging with the one that empowers us, fills us, refreshes us. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They mount up on wings like eagles. They run and not grow weary. They walk and they don't faint. We're reminded of the truth of who he is. And we're called to live continuously in unbroken fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But often, as over the years, as I've come to worship... I mean, particularly when I was younger, sometimes it would take me a long time to break through because I would have my thoughts in all different places. And then I'd go, "Okay, no, no, no. I'm not just going to go through the motions. I don't want to just sing the words. i I want to sing to you, Jesus. I want to sing to you." And it would take me a bit of time to sort of realize, "Hang on, I, I'm feeling a bit. I'm feeling a bit unspiritual. I'm feeling a bit guilty." Or and and I'd spend probably half the worship time trying to get myself sorted out so that I could start to engage with God which is buying into a lie because the Bible says that we can boldly approach the throne of grace the good news of the gospel is that Jesus came to not only take away our sin but to make us brand new on the inside what fellowship does light have with darkness he is light in whom there is no darkness at all. He created us as his counterpart. And it's impossible for, for light to have fellowship with any form of darkness. Therefore, the the story of redemption, the, the message of the gospel is that Jesus came, not only did he forgive sin, but he completely transformed us and made us brand new so that the perfect one could then have fellowship, not with someone that was okay, but with that which was holy and pure and perfect. Because what fellowship, the scripture says, does light have with darkness? The the answer is none. We'll just make sure you're awake. What fellowship does light have with darkness? So therefore, you can't have fellowship with God unless you are light. So when I come to worship now, rather than sort of going in the, Oh, okay, I'm going to try and sort myself out mode. I come and I remind myself that I boldly approach the throne of grace by faith. Faith pleases God. My, my um, punishing myself or feeling bad about myself does not please God. What pleases Him is when I have faith. So I come to Him and this is, even if I've had lots of things going on and I come to worship, I put the... Um, the Hope album on uh, today and, and last night. I was just so enjoying worshiping along with it. Uh, so there's a little plug. It's beautiful, beautiful album. Uh, so I'm putting, uh, and when I come and I worship God, instead of having to take time to try and press in and break through and have some sort of encounter with God, I come in faith, reminding myself and remembering now unto him who is able to keep me from falling. This is the one, as I engage with God, he is the answer to all my fears. He is the answer to all my insecurities. He is the answer. He is the one that has broken the power of sin, hallelujah, over my life. I am no longer a slave to sin because of his great goodness. Even if I have had um, things going on in my thoughts or if I've been distracted or if I've been um, in some way in sin, in some form, when I come to worship God I realize I remember thank you God that I don't have to try and work out what's been going on I just give it all to you and I thank you Father that the only freedom that I have is through fellowship with you by being joined to you I am made perfectly free I come to you and I don't have to be ashamed of what I've done anymore because I am forgiven. Say you've had some anxious thoughts or you've been a bit prayerless or whatever might might have been going on in your life. Instead of spending half your time trying to work out, does God receive me? Am I okay? We come to him. If you've done something wrong, tell him, I'm sorry, shouldn't have done that. I acknowledge that's wrong. Thank you, Lord. In your light, I see light. And I boldly come to you and I say, thank you, Father. You are the one that is able to keep me from falling. I'm not able to do that in my own strength. But in you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In you, I am perfect. Ah, I'm clean. In you, it doesn't matter. Even if my heart condemns me, you're greater than my heart. Hallelujah. So in you, I approach you and I say, thank you, God because of my connection with you, because of fellowship with you, when I lean on you, I can have confidence that you are the one that is, that is able to keep me from falling. Hallelujah. I'm not defined by my sin. I'm not defined by what I've done. I'm not defined as, as having something wrong with me because I messed up. But instead, I'm reminding myself of the truth. Thank you, Jesus. Now unto you who is able to keep me from falling, you who is love, I come to you and I worship you because you are the one that is able to keep me from falling again. Hallelujah. You are my righteousness. You are the one that's made me perfect so I can have perfect communion and unbroken fellowship with you. And I come to you knowing that just as I've been preaching from Ephesians chapter 1, that I am the riches of his glorious inheritance. I am God's inheritance in the earth. I am, and you are too, the joy that was set before Jesus when he endured the cross. You coming to him and worshiping him is what he did it all for. You having fellowship with him is the joy. This, this is, he is worthy. So instead of worship being about me, I'm trying to have an encounter. It's like, you, the perfect one who has made me perfect by your sacrifice. I come to give you the joy that you endured the cross for. That is, I come to tell you, I love you. I love you. And I have faith to believe that this is his delight. This is his joy. I get to bless God today in worship. It becomes not about me. It becomes about him. Hallelujah. Though in worship, it is always about him and it's always about us because worship is a divine embrace. You never have a hug with someone and and not receive from it. You go to give someone a cuddle, you get blessed too. But when we come to worship God, we're like little children. who put up our arms and say, up, Daddy. And he goes, ah, come here. We always get more blessed, I think. But his heart rejoices over us with singing. On Friday night, um, Nick shared a prophetic word. It was very, very powerful. But he mentioned that he saw, he saw the Lord saying, oh, I've missed you. And, you know, sometimes I feel like God feels like that that we get caught up, we get distracted by the lies of the enemy, we get distracted by the dramas of the world. When in fact, God's saying, hey, 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 I miss you. Even though he, he never leaves us or forsakes us, we have been created for fellowship. And his delight is that when we approach him, Not with condemnation, but with righteous, holy joy that says, thank you, God, that you made me perfect. I'm here to tell you I love you back. He's like, ah, this is what I did it all for. Come here. He restores our soul. Hallelujah. So when we're talking about love, we're talking about fellowship with God himself without fellowship with God himself doesn't matter if you can prophesy and you can you can have the gift of faith that moves mountains you can have incredible revelation you can have all the truth in the world but if you don't actually have fellowship with the one who is love it isn't it isn't life God is the source of our life. Hallelujah. The one that we remain intimately connected to continuously. And so the heart of God is, and it's easy in the Christian life, to coast on your last encounter. I had a great revelation. I feel great about that. And then go a few days without talking to the Lord and you know who you are, you know the, the good news of the gospel, but if you don't stop and start to realise, God, Ah, I need you, I love you, I want to acknowledge you, I want to talk to you. Oh, that's right, I'm created to do life in fellowship with you. But you don't want to just you don't want me to relate to you just like a parent that that is, you know, I'll check in with you occasionally. Sometimes as adults, we, you know, we check in with our parents, we'll have occasional chats on the phone or visits. And we'll, um, we'll, if you're a Christian, you'll be honoring your parents and you'll speak well of them and you'll, so on. But God's heart desire is not for us to have a relationship with him like that. His desire is much, much more. His desire is that we would be continuously, intimately aware of him all the time. (sighs) That we would be continuously, deliberately connecting on a heart fellowship level with love himself so that everything we do is sparkly and glorious. Everything we do is done with a radiant face that's lit up because we know... "Ah." And he loves me and I love him back and ah lucky day for you, happy day for you, because you get to meet Jesus when you meet me. Yeah. We get to have this this delightful fellowship with God. But unless we are deliberate to remind ourselves that this is what I'm created for, this is my highest purpose, it's very easy to slip back into the pattern of the world that says buy into the drama, get caught up in the stuff. And then acknowledge God as a parent. The heart of God is that we would begin to enter into a bridal paradigm where we are actually living and moving and having our being in Him deliberately, intentionally living with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit on a continual 24-7 basis. The Holy Spirit's always with us. When you're born again, He's always with you. But if you're not engaging in fellowship... Then you are not um, you're not drawing from the help that he wants for us. He's got daily bread for us every day. He's got delight for us every day. He's got what you need, he's got the, the emotional needs that you have in your life. He has got it overwhelmingly and overflowingly available for you. If you know, every one of us is created with needs physical, emotional, spiritual, all these different needs that we have. And God says, look, ask me. I want to give you your daily bread. I don't want to give you just like bread and water that you can exist on. I want to give you what I have for you. And that is everything you need in in glorious abundance. You have a need to be loved. Well, just come and ask me for your daily bread. Let me show you how I want to feed you today. You have a need to feel affirmed. Well, let just come. Just ask me. I would love to tell you how I see you today. You have a need, physical need. Just ask me, talk to me. God wants to give you revelation every day. You have a need to hear his voice because he longs to have fellowship with you. He says, ask of me and I'll give you your daily bread which will satisfy you to the place that you are overflowing. Hallelujah. And daily bread doesn't happen once a day. You don't eat once a day. Or most of us don't eat once a day. I eat many times a day. I like food. And when God says, I want to give you your daily bread, ask me. He's not talking about a once-off meal. He's talking about continually feeding you at least three times a day. But, you know, three times a day in snacks. He's got it for you. He's, it's available, but unless you ask, you miss out. Because he's longing and waiting. He's jealous to help you. Hallelujah. It says here, love suffers long and is kind. This description of love is, is your description. Because it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. When you have exchanged your life to receive his... This is the definition of who God is. God is love. And as he is, so are we in this world. So this is your definition. You suffer long and you are kind. This is better than you're reacting. God is love, therefore so are you. What does love look like? Love suffers long and is kind. That means you have infinite patience you don't get intolerant with people you don't get frustrated and go cut that person off get rid of that person don't like this don't like that often the very people that have offended us are the ones that God wants to use to bring blessing in our lives love suffers long It is willing, it's it's like, ah, I've got more than enough. But if you aren't connected to the source, you will run out. You will run out of patience, like a, a mobile phone runs out of battery. You know, if you don't remain continually drawing on the one who is love, then you aren't able to suffer long. Love, God who is love suffers long. That means you who are Love. You suffer long and you're kind. And you can actually get joy out of manifesting Christ when you know in your, in your natural uh, old nature you wouldn't have been like that. You actually get pleasure. It feels like you're walking on water when you're suffering long and being kind when you know if it wasn't for Jesus, this would be very, very different. You know what I'm talking about? There's a joy. You go, oh, this feels good. Hallelujah. Because this is what my father looks like. It's kind. That means everyone, every interaction that you have with somebody, you are kind. You are kind. I'm kind. I'll I'll get happy. I'll preach to myself. I'm kind. (laughs) That feels good. Love doesn't envy if you find yourself envying, don't beat yourself up. Just remind yourself, who, do they, who am I thinking about? What am I, who am I thinking about? It's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Uh, hello? I don't envy. I celebrate when good things happen for other people. Hallelujah. I get excited for them. I just get so excited because they're part of the body of Christ and whatever's happening for them is happening for me because ah, it's so good. Hallelujah. We don't look at it thinking, well, I'm going to rejoice with you. But poor me, when's it all going to happen? Because we don't have to feel like that. Because when we know that I'm seated with him in heavenly places, I've been raised up with him. I am, I'm seated in the most favored place in heaven, which is, happens to be at the right hand of the Father with Christ. Like, woohoo. You, you don't have the mentality that, well, that's good for you. I hope it happens for me one day. You already know that you have everything. Oh. So you go, oh, that's wonderful. From your place, sitting on, sitting on the throne. That's so great. Oh, I'm so happy for you. It's a genuine joy that comes from knowing. Thank you, Jesus, my privilege. I had time this week. And I was just going through all of the things that I could give thanks for. Oh man, I got so happy. There's <laughs> a lot of things I can give thanks for. I, I thought about sort of doing that in front of you, but then I thought you might you might envy. <laughs> Good thing that you are love. You can give thanks that you had breakfast if you did You can give thanks that you have a bed to sleep in tonight You can give thanks that you aren't sleeping head to toe With six other brothers and sisters you can give thanks that you've got clothes to wear that you aren't terrified of of being uh, murdered in your sleep. You can give thanks for so many things. You can give thanks for 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 a church family. Hallelujah. I sat and I was like, oh God, you've given me my beautiful husband and my wonderful children. You've given me this house to live in. You've given me, I can, I can eat three times a day. I don't even have to think about it. You are, you provide everything I need to be. It's so, you're so good to me. I, I ended up just having to say, Lord, the, lo- the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. They really have. And I'm so grateful. But we need to cultivate an awareness of that truth that, wow, I am highly favored. Whatever circumstance you are in, whether things are going well or going badly, I tell you what, it's irrelevant because you're already seated on the throne at the right hand of the Father in the most privileged place. That's just a good revelation there. Love doesn't parade itself, it's not puffed up, it doesn't have to prove anything Hallelujah, it doesn't say, look at me, look at me, look at me, so I feel better Tell me I look okay, tell me I'm doing well I used to be like that, I used to always be trying to get people to affirm me One of my love languages is words of affirmation And so I'd be all the time hoping that people would tell me I'm doing okay because always on the inside, I'd feel like I wasn't quite making it. Always feeling a little bit like I wasn't quite measuring up, always feeling insecure. But praise God, the perfect love of God casts out fear. Hallelujah. He's the answer to insecurity. He And you know what? If I don't rely on the one who is love every day, then I'm going to have to start Trying to get it from other people again It's not something that happened once That I no longer need it I need I need affirmation I need it I need probably more than you do But I tell you what My God is better at giving it Than anybody else on the planet He doesn't just give what I need He gives so much That I just have to encourage everybody else around Because I can't handle the overflow Of the affirmation that he keeps giving me Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If I have a a lack in my heart, then out of my heart, I'm going to be starting to, to do things to subconsciously try to get you to give me what I think I need. But if instead I am engaging with love, God who is love on a continual basis, asking him for the daily bread that I require... He doesn't just give me bread and water. His daily bread for me in this is so rich and so glorious that I've just got more than enough. And I'm no longer afraid of what people think. Uh, The fear of man disappears. And instead of trying to get something from you, I I get so excited about the opportunity to be able to be a blessing. I know that I can just walk past you and smile and you will be impacted with the presence of God. I know that flies in the face of Australian culture that says, hang on, you think too much of yourself. Not at all. I think actually the whole idea is that you don't think about yourself at all. You think about him and he's amazing. Hallelujah. If I actually believe it's no longer me who live, but Christ who lives in me, what am I doing if I'm not expecting that a very glance from me is going to impact people's hearts? well i 'm going to take it if you know who you are then you will release what you believe you want the uh, if you want your shadow to heal the sick just start expecting it just start believing thank you Jesus it's no longer me who lives but Christ who lives in me therefore <gasps> I'm excited for the next person that I get to brush past. Hallelujah. It's not puffed up. So it doesn't, it doesn't get swelled up with who, who they think they are. It's swelled up with the, oh, my heart is overflowing because the mercy of God has transformed me from the inside out. He has taken what was ugly and broken and, and, and needy and he has filled me up and transformed me and made me perfect in his image. So when I look at him and I, I understand that his image is now in me, I have so much joy. I'm not puffed up because I know full well that without him I can do nothing. But I am overflowing because I'm actually going to engage in faith with this one who is love and recognize that this isn't something that's a a nice concept. This is a reality now that is applicable and able to be manifested to everybody around me. It doesn't behave rudely doesn't seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. And there's some good news. Hey, hallelujah, you are not selfish. Is anybody happy about that? I, I, I'm quite thrilled about that. I used to be so concerned about being selfish. You know, I grew up and, and I, I was always thinking, oh, I'm such a selfish person, I'm such a selfish person. And, oh, God, I'm sorry for being selfish. I'm so selfish. I'm so self-centered. I'm so... If you believe it, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. God, say, God says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? If I've been born again, then I have to believe that all darkness has been taken away from me. And he has made me perfect. No darkness at all. Therefore, no selfishness at all in me. Hooray for you! Because that means that any interaction I have with you is not going to be self centered. It's going to be the aroma of Christ. Hallelujah. Help them get it, Jesus. It's not provoked, it means it doesn't react, it responds. Someone spits in your face rather than re- reacting with a right hook. You can respond with eyes that know all I have to do is look at them and they're going to experience the love of God. It thinks no evil. You know what? As a culture, we can be pretty good at thinking evil. In fact, we can almost get excited about discovering a scandal. And it's called gossip. Ooh, tell me more. You know, the only way that you'll get sucked into that is if the enemy can take your focus off the one who is love. Someone comes along and says, did you hear about this? You can go, isn't he lovely? Yeah, but hang on, wait until you hear. It? Oh, that's so sad. Let's look at Jesus. Hallelujah. Actually, I, I like Joel's track on the album. He's got the, there's some words in there that were just impacting me last night, about not being distracted. I'm not going to be distracted from this place. I wrote to him today, and I just told him, I love this. This is so true about your life. But it's the reality. We can just live undistracted in his presence. That's our portion. That's our our, our privilege. It doesn't mean that we don't deal with issues. We just deal with it from a place of being seated on the throne instead of down in the midst of it. Not caught up in the drama, but actually like, Well, we can pray about that, and whatever I ask, God will do. Now, let's thank Him for that. Hallelujah. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Ah, Wouldn't you like to be married to somebody that was like that? You are, actually. (laughs) You are If you've married a believer You have This is what your spouse looks like You need to remind them That's what they look like And you're married to the perfect one Hallelujah Jesus you like to work with somebody that just was like that well you know what the bible says we're to provoke and to stir one another up and uh, to love and good deeds which is we're to remind each other encourage each other hey you are love and you are created for good deeds you don't have to try to be it's actually who you are You know, you can't be a a, a fir tree and, and, and work hard to try. I'm trying to produce apples. It comes out of you either are or you aren't. If you have been born again by the Spirit of God, that is by faith, you have said, Lord, I need forgiveness. I believe you are the Son of God, Jesus. You died in my place as the only one who could pay for my sin. I believe that you have have not only taken the punishment for my sin, but right now you have also given me power to be made brand new on the inside. I can be born again, no longer of a corruptible nature, but I'm born again of the incorruptible nature of Jesus. I become perfect, not by my works, lest anyone should boast, but by the great grace of God as I put faith in the the goodness of God that is beyond my physical and human comprehension to understand. But you give me the faith that I need to be able to do that. Hallelujah. And as we do that, we are living it. We get to live in this place where we are free from sin, free from condemnation. Every time you come to worship God, he comes saying, I missed you. Come here. You can boldly approach the throne of grace. You can worship the one who is able to keep you from falling. If you've been battling with temptation, rather than getting down on yourself and worrying about why you're battling with temptation, just get closer to the one that's able to keep you from falling. You can't keep yourself from falling. If you're struggling with temptation, then just ask for some more help. He'll give you more than you need. He says, I make a way of escape for you in every temptation. So you can either try and figure it out on your own, or you can just come in and I'll help you. He's a really good father. He doesn't just help you with your assignments. He does them for you. That's a good father. Hallelujah. (laughs) And he marks it too. Ooh, A+. (laughs) but he'll only do that if you ask him because he's given you a free will he's not a controller God is love he doesn't control you he loves you and he waits for you to respond consistently over and over again today is it going to be me in my own strength with the knowledge of God Or is it going to be us together in fellowship? Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, you are so kind to us and we're so grateful for your goodness. Lord, I ask that you would truly give us revelation of what it is to have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the comforter, the counselor. The helper. Holy Spirit, we love you and we need your help. Help us to engage continuously in fellowship with you. To recognize that without you who is love, we can do nothing. We can have all the revelations. We can, we can prophesy. We can move in all the gifts. But if we haven't got intimate relationship with you, it's pointless. Papa, help us to sharpen our our understanding, the revelation truth of knowing what it is to be intimately connected with you, to walk in fellowship with you, Lord. You are our glory and the lifter of our heads. Father, we invite you to lift up our heads, to get our eyes off our circumstances, off our own problems, off the dramas of the world around us and onto you, that we might rest in your peace, in the knowledge that you are for us, who can be against us. It's a happy thought right there. Papa, bless them with joy. Bless them with your happy thoughts every day, Daddy. Lord, I pray that as they listen to your word, as they read your word, God, that they would just be so overwhelmed with delight and with joy, knowing that this is their privilege to be partakers of your divine nature, to be partakers of all the precious promises. God, you've given them to us. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Father, that you've called us the highly favored ones. And, Father, we celebrate that and ask, Lord, that you would help us to honor you as your inheritance in the earth. Lord, let us bless you. Let us minister to you. Lord, I pray that you would uh, get all the enjoyment from fellowship with us that you have longed for, Papa, in Jesus' name. Amen.